This is Adam Holtz. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast. The NFL season is officially here, and so is episode four of our four-part series previewing this NFL season. In the first two episodes, I went through both of the two conferences. I hit on all 32 teams, gave a little bit of a preview about what I think about each of those teams heading into this year. In my third episode, I gave some season-long predictions, including the playoffs, some individual awards, as well as my Super Bowl pick. And now this fourth and final episode, episode of this preview series is going to focus specifically on week one of the NFL regular season. I'll get to all of the key matchups that are going to take place this week, give a little bit of a breakdown of who I think will win some of those key games, but most importantly in this episode, I am going to be making my betting picks for the plays that I like with the point spreads for NFL week one. Before I get into it, I would like to tell you that this episode is brought to you by La Touraine Watches, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Check out their website. It's LaTourain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. They have an awesome collection of stuff there. Shop through what they have, and then when you go to checkout, make sure you use my code. It's a very simple promo code, three capital letters, A-H-S, as in Adam Hull Sports. Use code AHS at checkout and that'll get you 10% off your entire order. Make sure you take advantage of that. I do have one more announcement to make before I do get into this episode. And it's that I've also teamed up with a brand new sports app. It's a brand new concept. They are called Rave On Sports. You can check them out on Twitter at Rave On Sports. You can download them in the app store on both Android and on Apple. Rave On Sports. The way that their app works is that there are live chat rooms going on during live games so you can chat along follow along and talk about all the action as it's happening live i have teamed up with Ravon sports and i will be hosting an exclusive chat room for the opening night game of the dallas cowboys against the tampa bay bucks on thursday september 9th so make sure you go download their app Ravon sports make sure you follow me on there the handle is at adam hole sports and then on Thursday night for the Cowboys and Bucks game, make sure you hop into my exclusive chat room where I will be hosting coverage of the game from start to finish from the perspective of a Dallas Cowboys fan. So that is exactly what I will be doing for the opening night game on September 9th. I hope you come and join me on there. Download Ravon Sports and follow Adam Hulse Sports for the Cowboys game on Thursday night. With all of that being said, let's now get into this episode of the podcast and we will start with that very first game that we were talking about. That is, of course, the Dallas Cowboys going to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks on opening night of this 2021 NFL season. Look, if you listen to my NFC preview episode of the podcast, and if you listen to my week three episode previewing the season as a whole, you know how high I am on the Dallas Cowboys this year. I think Dak Prescott is going to be back and better than ever. He was on a record-setting pace last year before he got injured in terms of passing yardage. Now that he has his contract, I'm expecting him to be a little bit more confident this this season, I think he could be a better version of himself than he ever has been, which is saying a lot considering how good he already has been to this point. He gets the luxury of C.D. Lamb for a full season, which he's never had before. I talked a lot about this Dak and C.D. Lamb connection. I am all about it for this season. C.D. Lamb had a very good rookie season, but in particular, his best 
part of his entire rookie season were those five games that he played with Dak Prescott. Both of his 100-yard games came in those five games with Dak Prescott, as well as his only multi-touchdown game, and he caught a minimum of five passes in each of those five games. So that short preview of this Dak C.D. Lamb connection, I think, is a preview of what's to come for this season as a whole. I expect a monster year out of C.D. Lamb. I think he's going to help take Dak to the next level. I think that this offense has a very great chance of being the number one offense in the NFL like they were back in 2019 when Dak was healthy for a full season. They were statistically the best offense since the 2013 Denver Broncos. And if you remember back to the 2019 season as well, the Cowboys were a top 10 defense also. Their defense in 2020 fell off pretty hard. That led to defensive coordinator Mike Nolan being fired after one season, as he should have been. He was an absolute disaster. They hired a huge upgrade in Dan Quinn, who of course was the mastermind behind the Legion of Boom defense. I think he is going to help get this Dallas defense playing again like they were in 2019, if not even better than that. Look, I love everything that the Cowboys are doing right now. I couldn't be more optimistic about how they are going to be this season. I'm very high on them. I picked them to win the Super Bowl in my third episode of this series, and I think that Super Bowl campaign starts in week one. I think that they're going to beat the Bucks straight up. I really do. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game over the defending champion Tampa Bay Bucks. The money line for this game is pretty juicy. It's a plus 280 money line. I think that there is great value on that money line play. I definitely think that's worth a little bit of action, but the play that I absolutely love for this game is that point spread. They're giving the Cowboys seven and a half points right now. More than a touchdown of a point spread. I said I think that the Cowboys are going to win this game straight up, so the money line has value, but I absolutely love the point spread play. That is my pick for this opening game of the NFL season. Give me the Dallas Cowboys plus seven and a half. I'll take the point spread line, but I do think that the Cowboys are going to win this game straight up over the Bucks. Okay. Okay, so moving on to the Sunday slate of games now. There are two key matchups that are not going to be betting plays for me, but I do want to talk about them very quickly. First is going to be the Buffalo Bills hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, I'm very high on the Bills this year. I was all about them in my AFC preview episode. I'm actually picking them to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. I loved them last year. I love them even more this year. I think that the Bills are a complete team. They did not have one down week in the 2020 season. They came out solid every Every single week. No clunkers on their record. They didn't lose any bad games. There are only three losses in the regular season. One was to the Chiefs. That's excusable. The other was in that Titans game with all the COVID stuff, which was a little bit of a weird situation. And then the other one was the Hail Mary pass against the Cardinals. So again, no bad losses on their resume from last season. I do expect them to get off to another good start this year. I do think that they are going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. I said in my AFC episode, I like the Steelers more than most people heading into this year. I'm not exactly sure why everybody's so down on the Steelers considering how good they were for the majority of last year and they're returning all their players and they're getting back some injured guys such as Devin Bush who's going to make them even better this year. I know that they have problems with the offensive line. That is the major concern but besides the offensive line there's not much else not to like about the Steelers heading into this season. So I am higher on the Steelers than most people are but I do think that they're going to start this season with a loss in Buffalo. The line on that game is six and a half. That's a little bit too big of a point spread for me. That's going to be a stay away line for me, but I am picking the Bills to win the game. 
The other big matchup this week that I'm going to talk about that is also from the AFC and is also going to be a game that I'm going to pass on from a betting perspective is the Kansas City Chiefs against the Cleveland Browns. I'm lower on the Browns this year than most people are. I know that they have a very good roster from top to bottom. They match up position by position with just about every team. I'm just not a big believer in Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Look, I think that the Browns are going to find success in this game running the ball. That has been kind of a weakness for the Chiefs is stopping the run. So Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt should have some big days on the ground for the Browns, but I don't think that's going to be enough to overcome Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I would be pretty surprised to see the Chiefs start 0-1 this year. I expect them to start 1-0. I expect them to win almost all of their games this season. They get started on the right track. The line for this one is also a six and a half spread. A little bit too many points, not really the amount of points that I want to lay in this game, but I'm picking the Chiefs over the Browns in this one. Okay, and now getting into some of the betting plays that I am going to be making, and I will start with my number one favorite play of this week, and that is the Seattle Seahawks over the Indianapolis Colts. That line is at minus two and a half right now. Very low line. Those are not kind of points that I'm afraid to lay with the Seahawks. The way I feel about the Colts is very similar to what I just said about the Browns. Very good team from top to bottom, position by position. They match up with just about anybody. I just think that their big issue is at the quarterback position, and that is the biggest issue to have with any team. That's why I'm not as high on the Colts this year as some. I love the Seahawks this year. I picked them to win the NFC West in episode three of this series. I'm very high on Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I think DK Metcalf has the potential to be the number one receiver in the NFL this year. I think him and Russell Wilson are going to go to work this year, put up some big numbers, and then Russ also has Tyler Lockett as well. His excellent route runner that he finds all the time on third down and on those short to intermediate routes. Him and Lockett have a really good chemistry. I think that this offense is going to be huge this year. If you remember last year, they let Russ do his thing for the early part of the season. They got away from that later in the year and went more to a rushing attack. The Seahawks kind of suffered because of it. I don't think they're going to make that same mistake this year. I think they're going to let Russ go to work as they should. I think they're going to open it up with a big week one win. Give me the Seahawks minus 2.5 over the Colts in my favorite play of this week. Next up is a game that should be a pretty high scoring affair and that is between the Tennessee Titans and the Arizona Cardinals. I like the Cardinals offense led by Kyler Murray. I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray. I like his game a lot. Minus Lamar Jackson, he's probably the best rushing quarterback in the NFL, and he has an absolute cannon of an arm to go with it. I think this very creative and unique Cardinals offense is going to put up a lot of points this year. It's their defense that's a little bit questionable. Similar thing can be said about the Tennessee Titans. They do not have a very good defense at all. They did add Bud Dupree in free agency, so that should help them a little bit on the pass rush side, but I don't think that's enough to fix their defense. That was one of the worst than the NFL last year, but what the Titans do have going for them is an absolutely loaded offense. I think that they're going to be a top three offense this year. They could even be the number one offense in the NFL this season. Ryan Tannehill at quarterback is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. To me, he's definitely a top 10 quarterback. He was fourth last season in total QBR. He does a lot of things to help his team. He's a little bit underappreciated, and mostly that is because of how good they're 
running back Derrick Henry is, who's coming off of a 2,000-yard season. He's an absolute beast from the running back position. He's the most difficult running back to handle from a defensive standpoint. They already have a superstar young receiver in A.J. Brown. He's only played in two seasons in the NFL so far, and in both of those seasons, he cracked 1,000 yards. I think he will continue to improve as well, and what's going to help open up the field for him to go to work even more was their huge acquisition this offseason in Julio Jones. The Titans offense was already a very good offense. Adding Julio Jones into the mix takes them to a whole nother level. They're going to create a matchup nightmare problem for opposing defenses. You can no longer stack the box against Henry because Brown and Julio are going to tear you apart. And if you double the receivers on the outside, then Henry's going to gash you through the middle. It puts defenses in a big dilemma, the safeties in particular. I'm excited to see this Titans offense go to work. I think it could be a very, very, very dominant offense this season. I think they get things rolling right from the start. I'm picking them in week one to win this game over the Cardinals. The line is minus two and a half. We will definitely lay those two and a half points. Give me Titans minus two and a half over the Cardinals in what will likely be a high scoring affair. Moving on now to a clash of two big name teams in the NFC and that is between the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers of course went through a lot of turmoil this offseason. They were unsure whether quarterback Aaron Rodgers was going to come back and play or not. He is reportedly very unhappy with the organization. Supposedly this is going to be his last season in Green Bay. We will see after this year if that's the case. But for now they're happy to have him back. He's ready to go for week one. He will be in there. He will be the defending NFL MVP, his third MVP to his name so far. He did not practice much this offseason. He was not around the team too much this offseason. I think that the Packers could get off to a slow start this year. They could come out a little bit rusty with all the turmoil surrounding the team with the lack of reps that they got this offseason. The Packers will probably be fine for the season as a whole, but I think that they could definitely get off to a slow start. I think that's exactly what the New Orleans Saints are hoping for. The new look New Orleans Saints this year for the first time in forever. They will not have Drew Brees at quarterback. He, of course, retired this offseason. Jameis Winston was named the starting quarterback for this game. Jameis couldn't be any more different of a quarterback than Drew Brees. Drew Brees is probably the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. He lives off the short and intermediate routes. He makes the safer throws, but he does it with pinpoint precision. That's how he moves down the field. He's top two in pretty much every passing statistic in NFL history. While Jameis Winston is basically the complete opposite. He's an absolute gunslinger. He does not take care of the ball nearly as well as Drew Brees does. He's going to throw a ton of yards, a ton of touchdowns. What's plagued him in his career has been the amount of interceptions. We will see if the offensive mastermind Sean Payton can be the one to fix Jameis Winston. Look, he has all the arm talent. He has all the potential. He has pretty much everything you want to see in a young quarterback that could develop into a superstar quarterback. The one thing he really just needs to fix is all of the interceptions. Bruce Arians was not able to solve that problem in Tampa Bay. We will see if Sean Payton can do it in New Orleans. I think that Sean Payton is excited about this brand new challenge. Not to say that he's happy Drew Brees retired. I wouldn't say that at all. But now that Drew Brees is gone, I think that the creative juices and excitement have really amped back up for Sean Payton. He gets the opportunity to design a whole new offense. Scheming and play design is what Sean Payton does better than anybody else. He will really need to rely 
rely on that this year now that he no longer has a Hall of Fame quarterback and now that he has this new look offense. His creativity, I think, is going to be the Saints' offense biggest weapon this season. They're going to utilize creative ways to get Alvin Kamara the ball, to get their receivers the ball, and then those gadget plays for Taysom Hill as well. I think the fact that they are going to be so different this year is a huge advantage for them in week one because nobody knows exactly what this offense is going to look like yet. There's nothing to really compare it to yet. We don't know what Sean Payton has come up with. I'm excited to see what he came up with. I think it is going to be enough to overcome the Packers in week one, especially with all the turmoil surrounding the Packers. I think that there's some really good value on the money line this week for the Saints at plus 200. That's a nice little value play to make because of all the reasons that I just laid out. But the play for me this week on the game, I'm going to take the points with the Saints. I do think that they're going to win straight up, but if they don't, I don't think they're going to lose by much more than a field goal. They're getting four and a half points. I really like that line a lot. So give me the Saints plus four and a half over the Packers this week. Moving on now to the two primetime games. On Sunday Night Football, we have the Chicago Bears against the LA Rams. The Rams, of course, made that big move this offseason, trading away Jared Goff and acquiring Matthew Stafford to take over at quarterback. I do think that's a move that makes the Rams a better team than they were last year. Just how much better? I'm not exactly sure. They already were a playoff team and one of the favorites in the NFC. I still think they are that this year. I still don't think that they are the number one team in the NFC. They're in that mix like they were last year. So again, they are a little bit of a better team with Stafford over Goff. How much better? I'm not exactly sure about that. Especially because when you look at the style that Matthew Stafford plays quarterback versus the style that Sean McVay has called his offense to this point. Sean McVay likes to run the ball pretty heavy and then work off of the play action in the passing game. A lot of short and intermediate routes, a lot of crossing routes, getting guys open across the middle and on the sidelines. That's kind of been his offensive scheme to this point. It works very well. And I'm not saying that Stafford can't play that way, but that is not the way that he played football in Detroit. He was a little bit more of a gunslinger. He's a guy who likes to work the ball downfield on the deep passing routes. He likes to make things happen with that big cannon of an arm that he has. It's going to be interesting to see how McVay and Stafford adjust and what kind of a game plan they come up with. Because the way I see Stafford play quarterback versus the way I see Sean McVay call offense is very, very, very different. So to me, that's a very interesting thing to watch this year to see if they meet somewhere in the middle or if one of them changes completely to fit the other one's style. Regardless of how it looks and what they come up with, I do think that it's going to take them a little bit of time to really get into a rhythm because it's going to be something so different for the both of them. I think that this offense could start the season a little bit stale. I think they could get off to a slow start. And an offense lacking chemistry and looking for production that may start slow, starting against a very good defense like Chicago is not exactly an ideal situation for them. This Bears defense, in my opinion, is very underrated. I don't think that their stats and numbers exactly tell the story from last season. They were on the field way too much last year, mostly because they were the very worst offense in football when it came to third down conversions. Absolutely terrible. Their offense couldn't get long sustained drives going. They had some of the worst quarterback play in the NFL. Because of that, because of their lack of third down production, their short drives, it caused their defense to be on the field way too much, which in turn 
inflated their overall numbers. I think they are a lot better than their statistics in 2020 suggest. I think with better quarterback play this year, they are going to prove that. You're going to see the Bears as a top 10 defense for sure, in my opinion. I think this is a pretty good matchup for them to start week one for two reasons. Because of the Stafford-McVay chemistry situation that I talked about for one. And for two, Stafford coming from the Lions, the Bears are a team that are very familiar playing against Stafford in general anyway. I think the defense will be comfortable playing against Matthew Stafford because of that familiarity. So I do expect a good showing from the Bears defense in this game. Look, the Rams defense should have a very good showing as well. They were the number one defense in the NFL last year. They should be right in that mix again this year as long as they have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So I do think that this is going to be a lower scoring game. I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle. I think that the Bears definitely can win this game straight up, but because I think that it's going to be a low scoring affair, I'll take the points with the Bears. The Bears are getting a lot of points in this one. They're giving the Bears seven and a half points because I project a defensive battle. I will definitely take that over a touchdown line. Give me the Chicago Bears plus seven and a half over the Rams. In the final game of week one on Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens are going to travel out to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Look, the Raiders are a team that I'm not high on at all this year. I don't like the way they've constructed this roster. I don't understand why they tore apart their offensive line this offseason. Their offensive line was one of the few big strengths of this team last year. I'm not sure why they dismantled it and turned it into an absolute weakness for this team. I do not like their defense at all. Look, I like Darren Waller at tight end. I like Josh Jacobs at running back. Not a huge fan of Derek Carr at quarterback. Again, just their roster construction as a whole. I expect the Raiders to have a very down year this year. Don't expect them to be very good at all. And on the flip side, I am very high on the Baltimore Ravens once again. Look, there's no reason not to. This team has been absolutely dominant in the regular season since Lamar Jackson has taken over at quarterback. They are a completely different and unique challenge for any team to face because of the style of offense that they run. It is a run-heavy offense, but very creative ways of running the ball. It's that old-school concept of run the ball and play defense, but they do it in a new-school style. It does not just look like handed off and run. They get very creative with their motions, with their running schemes. They play offense like no other team in the NFL plays offense. It's very unique. It's very different. It's very challenging for a defense to cover, and I expect that rushing attack Lamar Jackson Ravens offense to get off to a hot start against a Raiders defense that I think is very bad. I think it's going to be a big day for Lamar, big day for the Ravens. They're laying four and a half on the road. That's not a line I'm worried about. I expect the Ravens to win by double digits in this game. Give me the Ravens minus four and a half over the Raiders on Monday night. Okay, so that wraps up this NFL week one preview episode. Week four of our four week series previewing this NFL season. Just to review, I did make six betting plays in this episode. All six of my point spread plays. To go over them one more time, I have the Cowboys plus seven and a half, the Seahawks minus two and a half, the Titans minus two and a half, the Saints plus four and a half, the Bears plus seven and a half, and the Ravens minus four and a half. Those are the six plays that I will be making for week one. I can't overstate enough how good it feels that football is back. The NFL season is finally here. NFL season is the best time of the year. It's a fresh slate once again. 
everybody is zero and zero. There are surprises that happen every season. I'm excited to see how this season plays itself out. It all gets started Thursday night, September 9th, with the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Make sure you join me for that game. Download the Rave on Sports app. I will have an exclusive chat room following that Cowboys and Bucks game from the Cowboys perspective. So download Rave on Sports, follow at Adam Hull Sports, and join my exclusive chat room for that Cowboys game on Thursday night. Also, in the meantime, while you're waiting for those games to start, make sure you check out LaTourain.com, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. That's L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Make sure you use my promo code at checkout. Very simple, three capital letters, A-H-S. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. Don't miss out on that great opportunity. I will be back again next week for yet another episode of the podcast. I will be reviewing week one of the NFL season and looking ahead at some of the matchups in week two. In the meantime, make sure you go follow me on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Adam Hulse Sports. In particular on Twitter, that's where I have all of my most up-to-date news about what's going on with the podcast, all the different appearances that I'm going to be making on places like Ravon Sports. So make sure you follow me on Twitter. Again, the handle is at Adam Hulse Sports. I hope you follow me there, and I hope you come back next week when I return for yet another episode of the podcast. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.